Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson. Boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And there was a player that was a major surprise for the New York Jets this summer in training camp and in the preseason who actually stuck on the 53-man roster as an undrafted free agent. Some people saw Bam Knight coming because he was a name coming out of NC State. He actually subsequently got cut after initially making the 53-man roster, which leaves only one guy to make it and stick as an undrafted free agent, and that guy is safety Tony Adams out of the University of Illinois. And because we didn't really know much about Tony Adams going into training camp, I really wanted to know more about him now, considering that not only is he on the roster, but Robert Sala seems to have big plans for him. In fact, he said that he believes that Tony Adams is a guy that he can really turn into something. And his exact quote for why Tony Adams made the team is, I would have felt sick if he wound up somewhere else. So to learn more about Tony Adams, I wanted to go out and get somebody who knows him well, covered him the entire time he was at Illinois. One of the best covering the Illinois Illini, and that, of course, is Bob Osmussen, who covers Illinois football for the Champagne News Gazette and IlliniHQ.com. Bob, thanks for coming on. And by the way, before we start recording, you teased me that I wasn't going to be able to pronounce your name correctly. How'd I do? You nailed it. You did a great job. <laughs> Better than almost anyone ever. So thank you for doing that. I don't care because... 
people that don't know my name, but you might actually, there's a jockey and a trainer with that same name, but they pronounce it Asmussen. And they're wrong. But anyway. (laughs) Well, that's why I'm glad I asked it. I'm glad that I was able to get it correct. I'm in elite company now. It sounds like there weren't a lot of people that were able to do that. Let's talk a little bit about Tony Adams, Bob. And I want to start with the fact that he's a St. Louis kid through and through. He's talked about this a lot. He roots for all the St. Louis teams. It's a big deal to him. He even really likes St. Louis pizza. If I get a chance to talk to Tony Adams, though, Bob, I'm going to have to let him know that St. Louis pizza is nothing compared to what we've got here in New York and New Jersey. But he was a star in high school in Missouri, and he's getting recruited to college. And he had a lot of offers, but the first Power 5 offer came from Illinois and Lovey Smith. He later on got an offer from Missouri. So it became really a two-horse race because the other schools weren't Power 5 schools. And Tony Adams said there were three main reasons why he ultimately ended up going to Illinois. The first one is that he wanted to make sure that his family was close enough to be able to travel to his games to see him play because he knew they couldn't afford to fly places to watch him play football. The second reason that he stated is that he had teammates in high school that went to Missouri, so he wanted to carve his own path. And the third was Lovey Smith being the head coach of Illinois was a unique opportunity because how often does a kid coming out of high school, going to college, get the opportunity to play right away for a Super Bowl head coach like Lovey Smith? So, Bob, fill me in a little bit. Anything I'm missing here? And also, you told me before we started recording that you took a trip to see him when he was in high school. So you remember this whole process and how he wound up at Illinois. Take us back to that time and tell us what happened. Well, I think Lovey Smith was the draw. And now... There's another thing that you mentioned proximity to his hometown, St. Louis. And uh, that was important for him because he wanted to be able to come and see, you know, like I said, have the family come see him. But he was a target for, target for a little high priority. They let him know that. And he went to a high school, a really good high school in St. Louis, St. Louis University High, a beautiful campus, great football facility. A school that sent a bunch of guys to both schools, Illinois and Missouri, over the years. But uh, I think he wanted to, wanted to come here and play for that Super Bowl guy. The first time I met him, I remember thinking he was wise beyond his years. He was his guy that everybody talked about how what a great worker he, worker he was, how skilled he was. In fact, they weren't sure what position he would play. They thought they talked about receiver. They talked about defense back. They talked about you know literally a, a bunch of spots. So I think they Illinois saw him. As a guy that could build either either side of the wall around. And he saw Illinois as a place where he could be seen by people, family, friends, and, and have a good, really good career, which he did have. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Bob, when Tony Adams got to Illinois, he was known for his versatility, as you said. He could play corner, he could play safety. They didn't know if he was going to play strong safety, free safety, corner. And he stated himself that he thinks his versatility is one of his greatest strengths. He ended up being a starting cornerback as a freshman. First time that a freshman started at cornerback for Illinois since 2006 with Vontae Davis, who went on to a pretty good NFL career. So right off the bat, to make that kind of impression on somebody like Lovey Smith and get right into the starting lineup, you could tell this kid was a little different. Oh, no question. He was he was a guy that you thought when he came in, he's going to play early. You didn't know quite what role. And I'll be honest, that team was not loaded with talent. They, they needed everybody, all hands on deck, right? But he... Was a guy that clearly you saw him training camp. He knew what he was doing. He was uh, could do almost anything. And he was a leader from a young age, so which I thought was good. When I first saw him play here, I had no question in my mind. I thought he would play in the NFL. I just didn't know where and, and how you what kind of spot he'd play. It's kind of hard. I think that actually versatility was obviously key for the NFL, but I think it might have hurt, hurt him some here. Because he kind of bounced around, never quite found that happy place. And so different coaches had different feelings about him. And that was kind of, I think, helped him, of course, but also hurt him a little bit, too. Bob, one of his signature moments, in fact, probably his signature moment, one of the biggest wins for the program in recent years, was when Illinois was able to beat Wisconsin in 2019, the homecoming game. They won on a last-second field goal, 24-23, and Tony Adams was the guy that had the interception that was able to turn the tide so that Illinois could get the ball back at the end and drive for what would become the game-winning field goal. Talk to me a little bit about that and what Tony Adams was like in that moment. It was kind of one of those plays you sort of expected him to make. He was that big play guy, and they needed it. They were... They were going to lose that game, and Tony basically saved them. The kick was important, of course. Long, not it was like about a forty-yarder, but that was important. But what they, they don't—they're not in that position without Tony. Tony made a great break, 
They saw what was happening. The quarterback either ignored him or just didn't think about him or whatever. And Tony grabbed the ball and took off. It was a huge play. One of the play, best big moment plays I've seen on defense here in a long time. It was the play that reminded you of Blanky Davis or one of some of the great corners that corners and defense backs that have been here. So he was really uh, a cute, critical play. He was given a lot of credit, which he should have gotten. And he, he loved it because he had come to Illinois hoping to win big games. And they don't go to bowl without him that year. They don't be the number five team without him that year. So he had a great role in that team, which looked like kind of a breakthrough for Lovey. It didn't end up being that way. But that moment you thought, hey, they might be onto something there. And Tony was clearly going to be a big part of it. Bob, before we start recording, we were talking about Tony Adams' personality. And you said that he's a fun guy, but he's also all business on the football field. First in, last out. He's the kind of guy that's always trying to absorb knowledge, always busting his butt, always trying to find ways to get better, which is something that Robert Sala talked about. And a lot of what he does is routine. In fact, you had a great Q&A with him, which I suggest people check out because he let his guard down for you. And one of the things he revealed is that he has a pregame routine that he likes to stick to. It helps him get focused for the game. Talk to me a little bit about that and Tony Adams' personality in general. Well, he is away from the field. On the field, it's clear he's not thinking about anything but football. But away from the field, he's fine. He was one of those guys... He was given because he it's, he was such a good talker and so uh, intelligent and just just smart guy and has had things to say. He was a guy we always talked to. He's one of those go to guys after a game, and he, so he had a lot to say. Clearly, his teammates lo- teammates loved him, and that was that was obvious too. But he was on the field. He had the things that were just particular to that moments that were not going to change. And probably, I assume, he still does all the same things now. Just kind of this uh, zero, zeroed in, ready to play football, nothing else, get everything out of his head. And that's really the great players. That's why they do. And I, I assume in his situation is a free agent guy that had to force his way on the team there. He had to do that literally every day. So it couldn't be just a game thing. It had to be a practice thing, which I think we saw here, too. So he just got is so motivated and so determined to do the right thing. Yeah, I think that's where he went. Bob, you did an outstanding feature for the Champagne News Gazette on Tony Adams and how he was dealing with the COVID year in 2020. Everybody should read it. I thought it was fantastic. And you really detailed how Tony Adams struggled not having football in his life for the bulk of that year when he expected to have a normal season. It was going to be his big breakout year. And ultimately, yes, the Big Ten did end up playing a few games, but it wasn't the same as a normal season. Can you talk about that feature and what Tony Adams was like throughout that year? Well, again, you get the rug pulled off of me, and everybody did. Not just not just here at Illinois, obviously, across the country, and not just football, of course. But he, it hit him because... He was used to this routine and being able to see his family. I think that was a hard part for him, not being able to see everybody at home, not being able to do all the things he used to do. And, of course, the season was ruined. Uh, the team was bad. They were expecting after after the bowl season the year before, they are expecting to come back and play well and contend for the 
uh, Big Ten West, and they just didn't do it. And I think it hurt Tony, it hurt, and he had COVID. Now, I think, again, this is pre-vaccine. This is pre, we didn't know what was going to happen. So guys were a little scared. Tony was leery about all this stuff. Might have wanted to make sure he's healthy. And I, just, I, I think he kind of say, stayed away from things because he didn't want to make sure nobody in his family got sick. We talked about this a lot. He didn't want his family, didn't want to get anybody sick at home because he didn't have this cure-all that we have now. So he was very cognizant of making sure I don't take this home to my family. And the campus did a great job to their credit, testing people, make sure the guys were good. But I think of just um, just kind of a highlight zone thing for all the players, but especially him. Such a leader, such a guy that's so animated. And all of a sudden, you kind of put him behind, behind the eight ball a little bit. He's kind of not be himself. He has to be careful. Can't be around your friends, family, as much as you want. I think that really hurt him. Bob, as we know, the players that played in 2020 were granted an extra year of eligibility. It didn't count against them. So if you wanted to stay for that extra year, you could. Tony Adams had the option of trying to work out and press a team and maybe make the NFL after 2020. But he decided to come back to Illinois because he said, quote, I feel I have more to prove. Tell me what you remember about that decision. And then also he had the interesting situation with Lovey Smith and the coaching staff that wound up happening going into 2021. So there was that dynamic too that was unexpected. Right, right. new staff. And you got to make sure the new coaches want you. And I think that Brett Bielema and his staff realized Tony was important. So they clearly wanted him back. But I think Tony, I think Tony wanted him back. He, you know, the school part was done. His degree was in hand. So that part was not an issue. It was more... Do I want to play football again in college or do I want to go try to play in the pros? I do think he thought, let's see what these guys have. And he was guaranteed nothing. The coaches made it clear, you come back, we want you to the team, of course, but you're not going to have a starting role unless you earn it. So it was it was kind of a – it took a chance, but I think it ultimately helped him because not only did he have the training from Lovey and his staff, to get this whole new set of eyes watching them, helping them get better. And the new defensive coordinator of Illinois, Ryan Walters, is a standout. He's going to be a head coach very soon in the college level. So I think a year under Ryan Walters helped Tony immensely. The defense back cuts Aaron Henry as awesome, very good guy, guy that would, again, help him. So I think Tony got better because he came back. I think Illinois, they go five and seven last year. Without Tony, they're not five and seven. They're probably, you know, three nine. Or he helped them win games. So I don't think there's any question. It's mutually beneficial for both guys. Bob Tony Adams came back in 2021 with a new coaching staff, and he struggles right off the bat. And like you said, the new coaching staff told him he's going to have to earn his spot. And Devin Weatherspoon, a sophomore, emerged and ended up taking away Tony Adams' starting spot. And to his credit, Tony Adams sat on the bench. He didn't say anything. He just kept working, kept his head up, waited for his chance. And eventually, he was able to work himself back into the starting lineup and never came back out. 
And in fact, you mentioned Aaron Henry, his defensive backs coach. Here's what he had to say about Tony Adams. Every kid's not going to be able to handle the situation the way that Tony did. Tony's a senior. He's a captain. Every kid isn't going to handle it the way that Tony did. Some kids will explode, blow up, and lose their mind if they were to get benched as a senior. So I thought it was fascinating here because here's Adams, a guy who maybe had a shot, an outside shot at least, at the NFL, but he comes back, new coaching staff. They tell him he's going to have to start completely fresh and earn the starting job. He struggles. They bench him. Instead of complaining, talking about how the coaching staff has it out for him or anything like that, he just keeps working, gets his opportunity to get back in there, works his way back in and has an excellent year. As you said, they wouldn't have been 5-7 and seven without him last year. Talk to me a little bit about how that whole chain of events played out. And do you think that Lovey Smith leaving played a role in Tony Adams struggling early on because maybe he was trying to learn a different system or he's getting used to the different coaches and the way that they did things as opposed to Lovey Smith and maybe that hurt him a little bit? Oh, I'm sure that was part of it. Change is hard on anyone, but he had played his entire career under Lovey. So yes, it was hard. That was a guy who was very close to us. So I'm sure it hurt him that they got fired. I'm sure it was troublesome they was with him anymore. But again, he, to his credit, he fought back. And the defense was pre-Tony last year, before Tony got back in the lineup. They were not very good. They went to Virginia got smashed. They lost some games they shouldn't have lost. But they started making changes, including getting them back in there. And all of a sudden, he they became a much better unit. And they, Tony became a better player. He just learned what they wanted. And that's, that's hard. And sometimes that, that takes a little bit. You can't just just jump in there. Some guys did, but not everybody. They has kind of a universal. You kind of learn, kind of learn the what the coaches expect, and I think eventually he got there. And again, I think it helped him this year. I think the reason he stuck with the Jets is because he got through this thing in Illinois. He became a better player this as season went on. I'm sure, given Brett Bielema's ties to the NFL, he sold the NFL in him. I'm sure. He, he put his good word out for Tony Adams and said, listen, I, this guy can play that level. I coach that level. I know this guy's good enough. I think that helped. But I think, to his credit, Tony was there every game. He was devastated, I think, the fact they didn't make a pool. Because I think he wanted one more shot in postseason. He definitely would have played in that game for sure. They didn't quite make it. They have lost a couple of close games. It cost them. But I think it really hurt him. But I think overall... His experience in Illinois with the degree, with all the some of the good wins, like like you mentioned, like the Wisconsin game, I think it had to be very positive for Tony and his family, what he went through here. Bob, when Tony Adams went undrafted, were you surprised that he didn't wind up in Houston with Lovey Smith? Yes, of course. And I don't don't know exactly what happened there, how that contact was made. Could be an agent thing, could be a not saying anything bad about it as agent, but maybe they just didn't reach out past. I have no idea what happened behind the scenes there. But yes, I think Lovey liked him a lot and thought he was a great player. Lovey took another guy, Jake Hansen, who played for him in Illinois. We always kind of considered Lovey's pet. So Jake Hansen's on the team there. And I think if it hadn't worked out for Tony and with the Jets, I think Lovey might, would probably be the first call. So I think he's got that in his back pocket. But I, it doesn't sound like he's going to need it because it sounds like He's got a future there, which I think is great. Tony's got a guy 
you always want the players that you cover to do well. I'd say you know that. But he's a guy that's so easy to root for, given his history, his background, where he came from, all he did, what kind of person he is. So, of course, I'm rooting for him to play with the Jets for a long time. And who knows? Maybe they'll make the Super Bowl with Tony on, on the field. From your lips to God's ears, Bob, please. It's been a long time. Most Jets fans have not had an opportunity to see them in the Super Bowl. We would love that. And if Tony Adams helps get them there, all the better. We talked before about how it was important to him to be close enough to family that they could travel to see his games without having to go deep into their pockets to fly places. And Tony Adams specifically singled out his mother. He said the way he was raised by his mother is a big reason why he is the way he is, the way you describe Bob. First guy in, last guy out hardest worker on the field talk a little bit about that relationship because i'm sure he's discussed his mother plenty oh yeah lots lots of times and again the closeness there made it easy not easy but you know again it's three hours from st louis where they live in st louis not maybe 245 to champagne so they wanted to come to every game they could and i think they came basically to most games or so he was represented by somebody in his family Literally every game. So that was cool. I think the Wii games were a little harder for that family, but I think they made it to what, what they could. Of course, COVID messed it all up. But even then, I think there was a game or two where the family could come. They watched a bunch, I think, inside the suites, were able to watch the games. So it's cool. But I think he, yes, dedicated to her, the rest of his family, all the fans, friends from there. Uh, he's got great support staff. In, the, in his high school, in the community there. So, again, he, he loved being close to home. And I think he went, until COVID, I think he went home a lot. Seems like he did. Whenever they had a kind of a logical break, you know, not just spring break, not just Christmas break, but if they had a weekend off or they didn't have a game, he'd zip home and see everybody and hang out with everybody, have fun. I think he, as well as people, is, is so kind that he, I think it would be one of those people you want to be around all the time. So, and again, if that came from mom, well, credit mom for doing a great job. Bob, one downside from Tony Adams, because we have to paint a complete picture, is that he has been hurt a fair amount. Talk to me a little bit about those injuries and how worried should Jets fans be about it? Was it anything super serious? Well, no, it's more nagging things. Uh, more, yeah. I think his senior year in high school, before his senior year, he was banged up. He might have tore his knee up. I don't remember all the circumstance, but he it was injured majorly. And that was a problem, but he came back all the way from that and was able to play as a freshman. So he was a guy that probably didn't get as much time late in high school. Of course, that's probably saving him now because he doesn't have all those aches and pains that guys will have over the course of a long career. But yeah. I would not worry about him. First of all, again, work ethic. If he gets hurt, even something small, he will get back as soon as he can. He's I think his pain tolerance is great. I think he's will do anything he can to get, be on the field. So I think that part's good. I wouldn't worry about this stuff. Again, sometimes it's just bad luck. And the hits, of course, in the NFL are much more vicious than in college. He won't experience what he what he experienced here was nothing like what he's experienced now, but he also knows how to take care of himself. I think he, he'll be he'll be smart about it, careful about it, do the coaches and trainers tell him. So to listen, if something fluky happens, it happens. But I don't think he, 
he's not prone to that. I think he will be, I think he'll have a long, healthy cure, hopefully. Knock on wood for him. Bob, how do you think Tony Adams is going to fit here? Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are looking to build a culture, and it sounds like, based on what you said, he fits exactly what they're looking for in terms of the type of attitude, the type of locker room player that they want, that hard worker, the guy that lives, eats, breathes, sleeps football, the guy that is a positive presence at all times. But let's also remember another aspect of fit is where will he play when he gets a shot? Will it be a corner? Will it be a strong safety? Will it be a free safety? Could it be a little bit of everything? And then also, he played his college ball at Illinois in the Midwest. He grew up in Missouri in the Midwest. New York, the big city, the bright lights. This is not the same as Midwest culture-wise. That's not to say it's good or bad or anything like that. It's just very different. How do you see Tony Adams figuring in here in the locker room, on the field in terms of position, and also as far as coming from the Midwest to New York, do you think he's going to be able to handle that? Well, first thing, we should talk about the weather. Okay, so he's <laughs> played in horrible, horrible weather here. Mm-hmm. That part's not a problem. So the, when the weather gets nasty, there he'll be he'll be golden. The other thing, St. Louis is not as big certainly as New York, but it's a pretty good sized town. And he grew up. They have a train there. It's not quite. It's not quite a subway system like they have in New York, but he probably won't be on that much. But he, he's got. He's used to some cosmopolitan type of situations. It's not again. Not the same. It's overwhelming. I've been. I love New York, but I also understand it could be kind of overbearing. But I think he'll he'll jump in. He'll be fine. And again, he got used to. St. Louis is not as big as there, but it's big enough. So he knows how to deal with the skyscrapers and trains and planes and all this stuff. He, he's good. And again, he's pretty, pretty chill guy. Not a guy that worries too much about things. So I think he'll, he'll be fine. Will he enjoy himself? Yes. Will he do things that are stupid? I doubt it. I don't think he'll, he won't be in trouble. I don't think he'll be hanging out of the bars or going to nightclubs or getting into situations that are dangerous or scary or anything. I think he'll be careful and smart and do what the coaches and the team want him to do. So I think it's, I think it's a good setup. I'm not sure how he's, how he's affording uh, paying for where he's staying, but hopefully that works. I guess he pays, gets paid pretty well. Not can't live there quite as easily as, as in St. Louis, but it'll be fine. I think, again, it could be neat, anything. To me, but as I look at NFL, the way they play defense, to me, he's more of a safety, but I'm not sure. That somebody might see him as a corner. Uh, but I think safety might work for him. And do in which spot kind of depends, depends on the day. He does not mind contacts. So, in fact, I think he craves contact. So he, that part is good. He's a playmaker. He's basically, he, I think he thinks of, of himself as a receiver still. So if you want to get, get him a spot where you pick the ball off or take off, he, that might work too. And, again, a nickel, whatever they want to do, I think he can play – Pretty much anything. They want to try him a receiver. He might do that, too. He'll do anything they ask him to do, but I think he can excel at lot of spots. Bob, I think the reporters here in New York are going to have fun covering Tony Adams because he seems like a lively personality, and he lets his hair down 
and tells the truth and doesn't seem to give canned answers. In fact, recently I saw him talking about who inspired him as a football player and he talked about Ladanian Tomlinson, which is a weird one for somebody who became a wide receiver and then later a defensive back. He obviously could have said somebody like Jalen Ramsey and gone with the defensive back, but he talked about who actually inspired him at the time. So I hope the people here have as much fun covering Tony Adams as you did when he was in Illinois, because it seems like you had a lot of fun covering him. Yeah, he was he was a treat. He really was. And honestly, most guys at this level, most of the kids are really good. I call them kids because I'm a lot older than them. But they are they're really good. They're smart smart people. They come here. They want you know they came here on their choice. They wanted to come to Illinois, so they get used to it. But he was one of those guys. You always pick a list of like four or five guys each year. You know, if I need to talk to somebody about some X, Y, Z, I can go to Tony. He was one of those guys. So there's a usual lineman. There's usually a guy in the secondary. There's always a run back. You go to those guys, and Tony was one of those guys. You know, post game, he's going to be good. He's going to be thoughtful. Pre game, if I need a story, if I got it, I'm doing a story and I X, Y, Z, I need a quote, I go to Tony. That's a good deal. So I think people, they, they'll love his cooperation. He will. He's not afraid of the media. He doesn't hate the media. He likes the media. So, and then I know it's a big deal there. I understand that it's not as big a deal there. I mean, much more there than here. But he'll be fine. I don't think it get overwhelmed. He'll be. He'll be himself, which is, I think is what you want. Bob Osmussen covering Illinois football for Champagne News Gazette. And IlionIHQ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about Tony Adams with me. Really appreciate it. Fantastic insight. For anybody that wants to check out your work, follow you on social media, how can they do that? Bob Osmondson on Twitter. Probably at the best place. Easy enough. Just go ahead and follow Bob at Bob Osmussen on Twitter. Links to all his work are there. Also, don't forget to check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns of all the Jets rookies. Soon, we'll have one up of Tony Adams as well and some All-22 from him playing at Illinois. Make sure you watch all our videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. Teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.